0: Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Register today for my new free webinar scheduled for Tuesday, October 16th, 2018 at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, How to Earn 20% Profit and Transform Your Business, as a small firm entrepreneur architect, this is a brand new live webinar. Register now for free at entrearchitect.com slash free webinar. My name is Mark R. Lepage, and you are listening to Entre Architect Podcast, where I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 239, and this week, I'm speaking with Rand Solner and Rod Kaczynski, and we're talking about how to become a certified residential architect. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more at RCAT.com. FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure, spend less time on accounting, and more time doing the work that you love. And Revit Rocketship. Learn Revit the fast and easy way with a powerful online course developed by the guys over at F9 Productions. From first-time users to seasoned pros, Revit Rocketship will show you how. Rand Solner, welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Hi, Mark. Thanks for having us here.
0: It's great to have you here. We're we're here with Rod Kaczynski. Um, Both Rand and Rod are with the organization Architects Creating Homes. It's an international organization dedicated to residential architects and improving residential architecture throughout the world. So you are uh, friends of Entree Architect for sure. We are an organization built on small firms and you guys, we're, we're all in the same boat here. So uh, it's great to have you here and it's great to have you uh, on the show, Rod.
2: Thanks Mark, thanks for having me here. Thank you.
0: Today we're gonna to talk about how to become a certified residential architect. And so that's gonna be a great conversation, but before we get into that, I wanna just let uh, Rand and Rod get into a little bit about their background. Rand's been here a couple of times before. Um, but I'd like him to update us on who he is and where he comes from and and just maybe give us a little bit of background for the members who are listening who who are, are not familiar with um, the organization Architects Creating Homes. Uh, and then we'll also uh, hear some background on Rod. So, Rand, why don't you uh, give us a little story?
1: Okay, thanks. Uh, I've been a licensed architect for 36 years. Um, started out in Florida and went to the University of Florida where I have my master's degree in architecture. Um, My company is Home Architects, Uh, that's the name of my company. And uh, I, about six years ago, me and several, myself and several other architects uh, thought there was a need for uh, helping licensed architects in particular, uh, particularly those that design homes. There's a lot of us that do that. And believe it or not, there's other organizations that, that, that exist don't necessarily uh, focus only on licensed architects. And we thought that that's, that was a big surprise to us. And so we thought, well, you know, that it's really important because uh, as we all have probably experienced, there are uh, other people who are not licensed that attempt to do what we do. And uh, we believe that licensed professionals are uh, better at it. And uh, there's many advantages for the public using a licensed architect. So we began this organization uh, called ARCH, uh, Architects Creating Homes. And the mission statement for ARCH is improving residential architecture. And that means for the architects themselves, as well as for uh, the profession at large. So... We we are a friendly organization. We uh, help each other when there's issues that uh, those of us that may have uh, problems that need help, and it's 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 kind of the the warm and fuzzy uh, version of a uh, society. And we shortly realized that. Uh, there's absolutely no reason not to make it international. So about three years after we first got organized, uh, we consulted some international attorneys and other entities and found out that there's nothing really to uh, prevent us from, from doing that. So, um, so we did that. And, um, uh, and so we, we created uh, shortly thereafter uh, the ArchDes program, which is uh uh, design excellent selection. And then that led in, and that was a yearly design awards program. And then that led into this craft program that we can get into in a few minutes. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Great. And they can find everything on the website. The website is, uh, arc homes. So it's a R C H org. So go check the website out for everything uh, on that. And we'll have a link to that on the show notes as well. This is episode 239. So Rod, tell us a little bit about uh, you, what you do, and uh, and how you're involved with the organization.
2: Okay, so um, I am an architect. Obviously, um, uh, I uh, have been practicing since 1995. I was licensed in 01, um, and uh, for 23 years, I was actually a design-build architect doing residential homes. Um, I lucked out and got in with a firm a couple of guys and we were all kind of tool junkies and so we did that for about 23 years and um, within the last year I've just started to focus on just simply architecture but through all that whole learning curve um, for 23 years I designed and built licensed contractor licensed architect we also had a wood shop where we did a lot of our own custom fabrication so I got to see all sides of it Um, kind of grew up framing as a kid um, and that's how I ended up getting into architecture. Um, so about who I am now is uh, my new company is the Art Stick Studio. I kind of rolled the architectural element from my old company, which was called Colorado Master Builders and Architects, mouthful. Um, but it was, it, was, it was a fun stretch. Um, we, we, uh, and my partner retired in, in 2017. Um, and uh, I sort of was sort of reenvisioning what I wanted to do with the next phase of my career. And wearing all those hats for all those years just didn't seem appealing as I go into my later years. And uh, so, I, so I've, I'm just doing architecture now. And I've, through all those years, I had a lot of connections with great contractors, and um, they're all building my work now. So I'm actually designing more than I ever have. Um, like I said, I focus primarily on residential architecture. Um, about 12 years ago, I got into a sort of a niche where I, I, uh, of equestrian architectural design. Um, And that has become about 50% of my work um, and uh, has been a a really great uh, sort of, you know, I love doing both now. And so I primarily try to focus on residential and equestrian at this point. Um, And uh, yeah, so I, I think it resonates really well with the clients and the contractors that I work with and I come from a builder's background as well. So I still stay with the clients through the projects and get to see them all come to fruition um, if there's any, you know, problems with the projects, help the contractor work them through. So the clients never hear of the issues. And so yeah. it's, it's really been fun.
0: Yeah. The contractors probably like working with you because you understand how it's done and you've done it. And so you can yeah. relate to them better. I, I'm, I'm going to definitely connect with you again, because okay. I want to I get deeper into this conversation about design build and going the other way because everybody's wow. talking about architects should be out there design builders you were a design builder and you went back to architecture exclusively I and i want to get into that conversation but i don't want to get i don't want to lose no. track on that's why what, we're that's doing.
2: What i was i was i was worried about that because i can't tell you how many even arch members who have called me and emailed me we've all been thinking about getting into design build and why did you give it up and i was like you know and so i go
0: through some of the few things and reasons yeah. So um, let's save that. We'll we'll bring you back okay. and we'll have that conversation one on one because that's going to be a that'll be a good episode. Let's let's um, let's talk about this new program. Actually, before we get into the new program, the Certified Residential Architect Program, Craft is what you're calling it. Can you just really quickly talk about um, the other programs that you have? You have design awards program, and you have some some standards that you sell, right? And then we've talked about that before in the podcast. I forget what episode that is, but go to the. The um, the show notes for this episode, and we'll have links back to the other episodes that we've had Rand on. But talk about some of the other things that that Arch does, uh, and then we'll roll into the uh, the new program.
1: All right, uh, Rod, why don't you give the overview for Arch and okay. and hit on hit on Arch does yeah. and some of the other things we do, and then we'll get back into crafts uh, in a yep. few minutes. So, so well it
2: kind of leads off of what I was just talking about of being a residential architect for my whole career and Googling stuff, which is how I, I found you, Mark. <laughs> like when I got out, I was just a kid out of college. I had no business training or any of that type of stuff. And, and um, I kind of fell in with a bunch of guys who after working with them for a, a while realized they were doing the same thing I had done, you know, just figuring it out as you go.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so started Googling and that's how I came across Arch, you know, as my company grew, we were 18 people at one point, um, you know, looking for better ways to manage my company and everything. I started looking out there because there isn't a lot out there for guys that run firms that are residentially oriented. Um, You know, you don't have the resources to have HR people on staff and full-time accountants and those sort of things. So coming across an organization like Arch with members, and I forget how many members were there when I joined. It was really a, a couple of handfuls of us but talking about what they were doing and they're all in this smaller size. And so, Arch, Arch, it it appealed to me. Um, And then of course, Entrepreneur Architect, when they were talking about how to run the business side of it. Um, So those kind of fit together really well. And so I decided to join both. Um, And I've made a ton of friends through the Arch organization that just practice primarily residential stuff. Um, And so that's what we focus on in the Arch, membership um there's obviously guys that do some some commercial things but it's it's not those big commercial firms that have that little tab over in the corner that says we do houses too you know (laughs) it's like you see that every every principle of like a big commercial firm has done some ceos residence somewhere and claims that they can do residential well so these were guys that all do it primarily full-time um you know they might pick up a commercial job here or two but usually they're on a smaller nature um so that was interesting the other thing was is i was i was that that it's it's really is architects they're all licensed um you know the members are not we don't have an associate membership or something like that they're all licensed architects that have the same struggles that i had so that really resonated as well um uh and then through that organization uh Basically, we started coming up with this ArchDes program a few years ago. Rand, it
1: just is it, it been
2: four years we've had it going or five? Uh,
1: I think it might be four.
2: Uh, four. And, uh, this is our fourth year. Fourth and the, year,
1: and the Des part stands. It's D E S stands for Design Excellence Selection. It's a it's an awards program that we have annually.
2: Right. So so we started talking about just this knowledge of residential, you know craft and skill and the knowledge around residential design and that a lot of that wasn't being recognized out there um, as being great projects um, a lot of times and i will say some of it's a little bit more traditional in design uh, a lot of times and i think those to get shunned to the back these days the more traditional types of architecture because they don't capture the glamour cover shot on a magazine maybe um, But there's some really great stuff being done out there so we decided to sort of start to recognize it and i also thought it was interesting that when we when we organized it as a panel um it's all other licensed architects that are that are sort of looking and reviewing through these these the the projects that are submitted to the archdes program um and so you're really getting feedback from peers that have you, you know they know what they're talking about this isn't Strictly about aesthetics, because, you know, that's very subjective, but um, a lot of the criteria in the program really address what are fundamental things behind how you create homes for people. So, so there was a lot of that stuff that I thought was, was really good. Um, And then that's what leads into our craft program, because again, this accumulation of knowledge and skill that we're seeing over and over and over again—these aren't guys that have just done this once or twice. I mean, they're—they have careers based on residential architecture. Where some of these guys have several dozen projects that would certainly win awards that they have never been recognized for. So, um, so between the two, it starts to really—you it, know—and it's an opportunity to sort of showcase and celebrate some of the stuff that we've got to do. That are—you know—they could be additions that were on a house that. You know, it would never make some other glamorous magazine, but
1: probably have deep meaning to the people that live in that house. <laughs> and, right. Right. Uh, having said what Rod just said, I also want to point out that many of the words on the Archdes program each year are cutting-edge, extremely contemporary uh, homes. Oh, yeah,
2: I didn't mean to say they're not. Yeah, they're across all genres
1: there. It, it, just, it just seems to have a broader cross-section that... It's not all Euro-style white shoeboxes with flat rows, although there are some that are like that. And uh, we recognize the aesthetic value in those contemporary homes as well. Um, I think all of us in our generation coming through college were trained by uh, Bauhaus architects. We're our professors. And... uh, uh, we all matriculated through that aesthetic, and we have that as part of our core value system. And, but uh, since then, uh, we also have to design homes uh, to make a living, and um, some people want that, and others want something that is more, uh, what I do is mountain style, for instance, and uh, what Rod does is typically more contemporary out in the Denver area, <clears throat> um, and so You know, a a lot of the homes that are designed, however, just because it has a gable roof doesn't mean it's not worthy of an award or worthy of it. doesn't. It's not good design. Uh, If you look at the floor plan, look at how it relates to the site, look at the views, uh, the other environmental features, the uh, efficiencies with energy, and uh, how well they responded to the client's program, and so there, there are, I think, many architects that have been ignored that are worthy of uh, consideration for uh, a, an award that that unfortunately may not have been uh, achieved in other organizations.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just checked the, the website, the entree Architect website, and um, <laughs> May 2014, Rand, was the first time you were on, episode 33, we're at 200, this is 239. You were episode 33, so people can go check that out. That's sort of an introduction Back in 2014 of what you were doing with the organization. Um, And then you were back in January of 2016, a couple of years ago, to talk about specifically about the design awards awards program when you first launched it. And uh, I think it was when you first launched it. And um, so people can go back there and sort of get a little more deep into that. And then you wrote an article about specifications for residential architecture, talking about the specifications that you offer specifically for residential architecture, which doesn't exist anywhere else, as far as I know, um, at the same level that you guys have it, both from a from a, a CAD template point of view, as well as specifications. So anybody who's looking for specifications specifically for residential architecture, go check that out. Um, Today, we're we're talking about Certified Residential Architecture, or Residential Architect, Crafts, C-R-A-F-T-S. Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect. We can't do this without them, so let's say thank you to Arcat, FreshBooks, and Revit Rocketship. Hey, are you at Construct in Long Beach today? Construct is the event for commercial building teams. Are you there? If so, then head over right now, right now, because today's the last day. Head over to Booth 523 and visit the team at RCAT. At Booth 523, you'll learn how RCAT can save you time and money finding the resources AEC professionals need, including Quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and more. And don't forget Charette from RCAT, which will keep you organized and help promote your firm and services for free. It's free. Like everything at RCAT, Charette is free too. And with all the time that you're going to be saving, you can enjoy all the beautiful weather in Long Beach. Let RCAT help you get out of the office at RCAT.com. That's arcat.com and check them out today at Construct, Booth 523. Hey, and tell them that I sent you. Entree Architect sent you. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team by project, and get organized with reports, communication, and notification getting started with FreshBooks is ridiculously easy. Most people send their first invoice seconds after starting their free trial. I did exactly that. The same goes for time tracking, managing expenses, collaborating with contractors, and viewing financial reports. It's fast. It's easy. It's life-changing. And if you need help at any time, their free award-winning customer service is just a phone call or an email away. I've used that too. I know it works. And if you ever have second thoughts don't worry about it on top of our free on top of our free trial for entree architect listeners you will get 30 days of, of money back guarantee you don't even have to worry about choosing fresh books if you don't like it they'll give you your money back so give fresh books a try try it for free for 30 days that's on top of the free the money back guarantee so so like it's like a 60 days no risk, you get free 30 days and 30 day money back guarantee. Just visit entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and then let them know that we sent you by sharing Entree Architect in the how did you hear about us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks to access your free unlimited 30 day trial. Revit Rocket Ship is a new online course developed by our friends Alex Gore and Lance Psycho of F9 Productions. Those are the guys from Inside the Firm podcast. They're our friends. Their new online course will get you up and running with Revit fast and easy. It's completely different than anything else available online. With this course, Alex will talk you through five comprehensive sections. He'll start you off with an introduction and then show you his actual screen as he teaches you about families and projects, sheets, and getting a new project started right away so you save time and get things done. You're going to learn how to model in Revit just like it gets built. You won't even have to start from scratch. Alex provides you with a complete ready-to-go template to get started. It's the actual Revit template that his firm, F9 Productions, has developed over the past decade and they use it today. It's the actual template. He'll walk you through their proven method of developing a Revit model and end up with a completed set of construction drawings that you can use for your portfolio or reference when you're developing your next project. There are more than 30 video modules, so it's comprehensive, but they're short. They're like three to 10 minutes each, so you can fit this training right into your weekly workflow. You can do this. Revit Rocketship is based on years of experience using the software, and teaching Revit at the university level so they know what they're talking about. They'll get you up and running fast and easy. I love that Alex and Lance are sharing their knowledge with this, and I want you to check it out. Register today for Revit Rocketship at entrearchitect.com Revit. That's entrearchitect.com slash R-E-V-I-T. RCAT, FreshBooks, and Revit Rocketship Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. What is a certified residential architect, and how does one become a certified residential architect?
1: Let me, let me start this out, Rod. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, yeah. Go and, ahead. and
0: why? And why do why do we need it?
1: Okay. Um, I, within other organizations who will remain unnamed in this episode, um, <laughs> there's <laughs> which I was a member for decades and decades, probably about 30 years. Um, there, there, There is a deliberate shunning of specializations. They, they do that on purpose. I've spoken with the directors and uh, they do that on purpose because they want architects to be appreciated as a whole. And I, I, I get that, I understand that. Uh, And for instance, there's there's groups of medically oriented architects within other societies that believe there should be some special designation for them. And I actually agree with them. Um, But once again, uh, the leadership of other organizations feel that that actually would be a disservice to their profession as a whole. Um, And I guess they're entitled to their beliefs. Um, But we believe that in particular, that In in something that has been regarded as a red-haired stepchild of residential design, that, oh, it's easy and, oh, it's simple and, oh, it doesn't take very little skill and, oh, you can just knock out a house on a weekend. Uh, Those of us that practice this uh, day by day can tell you that's nowhere near the truth. Um, And if you start doing some research online, you'll discover that uh, the design of homes is what we all who do it already know. It's one of the most complex Uh, types of practice you can possibly have. There's more going on per square foot in a house than in almost any other type of facility. And, uh, I have designed, uh, clean rooms for NASA when the space shuttle program was going on. I've designed, uh, veterans administration, medical centers. I've designed, uh, triage areas, um, ICUs, uh, ICNs, and many other types of facilities, high schools, uh, middle schools, elementary schools. I actually won an AIA Design Award for a middle school I designed. Um, and, and I'm telling you, there's more going on per square foot, sometimes per square inch <laughs> in a house than pretty much any other type of facility. And if you check with state, state programs who purchase uh, professional services, and other organizations, you will find out that the design of a home, uh, if, if the, the simplest is here and the most complex is here, homes will be right there near the most complex. So if, if, if people wanna dismiss the design of homes as something simple and easy, well, you know, they just need to do some more of it and deal with some interesting clients and deal with some structural issues like Rod does on mountains in Denver and and me in uh, Blue Ridge Mountains here in uh, North Carolina. And and you will find out very shortly that it is really difficult and it's very complex. And so it it needs to have some recognition of which there was none. And so uh, we believe that uh, the establishment of an organization that recognizes uh, that the design of homes is a special thing and deserves some special attention and that licensed architects should be doing it uh, predominantly in our opinion because it takes it takes that degree, it takes that experience, it takes that internship, it takes that level of professional responsibility to the states in which you practice. So, I mean, if you're not licensed, what's going to happen to you if you mess up something? Nothing. Right. Nothing. No liability. Uh, no, none at all. And so if you're licensed, you've got not only a moral imperative, but you've got a professional legal uh, implication to everything you do. And so you take it, I think, more seriously. And you devote more time and attention to do it properly, which is one of the reasons why we created ArchSpec, which is a whole separate program that you and I had years ago. And I didn't want to go off on a tangent with that. I want to focus on this program because it's so important. And so we established the ArchDes. And then uh, Rod and I and several other people, Rachel Burton and Amy Connor Murphy and several other uh, of us in Arch said, well, you know, uh, how are we going to get this Certified Residential Architects program off the ground? I mean, what do we do? Should we have a a course of study? And Rod and I talked about that. And we certainly realized how difficult it is to create that. Um, You know, we're not McGraw Hill and we're not you know, uh, those other organizations that create the CEUs and and that's a tremendous effort to do that. It would have taken years and we, we wanted to get this thing going. So we said, okay, look, we got ArchDes going and, and you have to be a very capable architect to win an ArchDes award. Okay. So why don't we say, if you win 10 ArchDes awards, that's one way to qualify to be a certified residential architect we thought about that, and we came back and convened, and we said, yeah, that's legitimate. Because uh, if you've won you know, up to 10, 10 design awards for residential architecture, surely that means you know what you're doing. And, and we thought that made sense, and that's kind of the shortcut around a bunch of big, hefty hundreds yeah. of CEUs that you would have had to have taken and passed successfully over the course of years. So we, we established the CRAFTS program, which stands for Certified Residential Architects Focus Team System. Focus teams are the groups, the subset of, of, of people that how we organize uh, the people within ARCH to focus on different things. Uh, and so focus team system was a way to get the word CRAFTS acronym to work out. <laughs> and, uh, and also it's a very craftsman-like thing that we do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that uh, seemed to have the correct uh, uh, slant there.
0: So, so the design awards, the Arch, Arch, Archdes and the new program crafts uh, are are inter are inter you know they're linked, right? Yes. Well, and, and
1: it's it's a one way. Uh, oh, so there's
0: other ways. So I, before we get into the other ways, I just I just want to go back to the design awards then, because if the design awards are, are one of the ways to become a certified residential architect.
1: No, no, no. I meant it's one way. It, it goes right. from arch to crafts. Crafts um, doesn't relate. Oh, back. Right, right, right. right. So, exactly.
0: All oh, right. So they're not they're not linked yeah, back and forth. They're, there's yeah. one way. Right. So in order to qualify to become a certified residential architect, you have to go through this awards yeah. program. And well, let me go here. I'll go through the, the steps down. here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, so there are a couple of things you
2: have to do before you become a certified residential architect through the the Arch program. Um, one is you have to be an Arch member. Um, and uh, that was another thing that was appealing to me about Arch was that it's, it's a, it's a membership. Like you talk to architects are like, oh gosh, one more, one more, entity that I've got to belong to and membership fee. And some of them can be steep. Um, and as small firms, like you just don't have $10,000 sort of organization budget, you know, annually or whatever. So that was one thing. It's, it's, it's relatively uh, affordable, inexpensive to, to belong to Arch. Um, it's an affordable thing for a small firm to be a member. And so I think the, you definitely, the, the value, you know, spectrum there, there's a tremendous value for the cost to get into it. And of course, like all organizations, you only get in what you put or get out what you put in. Um, and then, so the, so the value was there. And then that was the same philosophy we took into the, oh, there you go, Rand's post and the price. I couldn't remember how much it was per year because um, uh, it, it's, it's, well, it's, it's not a painful check to it's, write.
0: It's $159 per year. Yeah. I want no. to say that because you're on video and you, and the video will catch it.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so I didn't, the I is not know how catch much it. it was, but you know, so it's, so, it, it's really affordable. And I think there's a lot of great stuff that you can get out of the organization organization that I've gotten out of it. You know, just the people that I've met is worth 159 bucks. Really. I mean, I'm not trying to sell it as a, you know, I feel like,
0: yeah, a, that's super car super salesman expensive.
2: now. Um, Yeah. But, um, but then that was the same philosophy we took into the ArchDes program. Um, and Rand, you can probably post up there what it is. For, I think it's like 49 bucks a, a for an entry. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, so again, it was, a, a you know, again these are small firms. We're not trying to say you have to put $500 down to submit for some criteria, you know, for some award. Um, and, and so we're keeping it a value for small firms. Um, and I don't think there was a lot of venues, you know, in today's... Um, digital world, this crossover link with different ways to sort of, um, help promote our peers. It, it, it was really advantageous to like, say, Hey, look, we're going to make an award here that you guys can get for residential construction. We'll share it on the Arch website. We'll help promote it. You can help use it when you're talking to your clients, you know, and, 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 um, you know, Hey, I'm an award, a, a, a residentially acknowledged architect that has received awards, you know that that appeals to some people. Um, you know, it's not going to resonate with every client you may come across, but just helping you promote your business, you know, we thought there was some value there. Um, and then, like Rand was saying, um, as as residential architecture being such a complex thing, I think it goes beyond that. The complexity of the businesses that we run. Um, you, there's certainly the architectural side and the detailing that goes into a, a residential project that you could say on a foot-to-foot basis is more complex than other types of architecture out there. You know, that you can argue that. But I think there's other things with residential architecture that aren't involved in other types of architecture per se. Um, you're dealing like we always talk about all the hats we wear like sometimes you're a marriage counselor with your clients trying to <laughs> go through these things um, they, you know it, it, these are things there these are projects where there I believe there are a lot more emotions involved in in doing someone's home than you have in a commercial arena um, you know a lot of times the commercial stuff is based in you know, you know, the practicality, the financials, all of those type of things. And there's not as much emotional involvement. And that can add a whole another level of complexity to the project that we as architects, you don't get that training in architecture school, you know, like, you know, those, they should require all these humanities classes and some psychology stuff in there, you know, make sure you pick those up because you've right got after,
0: after the business courses though. Right. Yeah. You t- <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and, and I'm a big advocate of that. I think there should be business courses as part of your architecture curriculum. I think there should be some psychology courses as part yeah. of that because, um, you know, I'm a big, uh, you know, big fan of all of those things. And I did a lot of that. I was a little older when I went to college, So, I had a little life experience. I took a couple of years off and goofed around before I went. And I think those couple of years gave me an opportunity in college to address some of that because I was a little bit more aware. And I'm like, oh, these are, I should take some of these. Um, Because I knew I wanted to be a small firm. I never have really worked as an employee for anybody. I've always sort of wanted to be, you know, I kind of work better in that realm. Anyway, so that was the idea behind Craft, was that all of these complexities and we're seeing these great projects coming along and people are accumulating these awards and it's like you know these guys the body of work they're putting together you know they're they're you know whether you want to recognize it or whatever it's it's we're going to certify them because primarily they work on residential architecture and so that was the idea is that once you accumulate a certain body of knowledge you should be recognized as, as, as competent in your field of practice. Yeah. And so that's where the certifi- certification
0: kind of program came up. Um, with, with the design awards, what what is the criteria of winning an award? Is it is it when, when somebody submits it, is it is it basically a jury that basically just looks at it and say, oh, and then they discuss it and they like it. And so they, they award it or is there a specific bullet points that they have to match? I, I think
2: I got to go pull it up, Rand, but we have like nine criteria, I believe, that we kind of gauge um and it's more than just the, I, obviously aesthetics are kind of in there as one of the criteria. Um, I'm trying to remember them all. But there's environmental stuff like how well you and, and you know, daylighting and air quality and all of those sort of things. Um, also, uh, one of the big ones that I I do more urban stuff uh, in a lot of my projects than I say Rand would get into because um, uh, he's he's much more rural. But how it addresses like. The context yeah. is very important. Um, I'm a big proponent of like walkable neighborhoods and that sort of thing. And I do a lot of stuff in my neighborhood. So I'm always pushing that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so that's part of the criteria of addressing the right. roads. I don't know, Rand, do you have the top, the nine criteria off the top of your head there? You can
1: list specific. Uh, and, and I don't have it directly in front of me, but. It's, that's okay.
0: We're, we could link to it on the website. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but it, but,
1: but it is, in general, it is uh, kind of like going through specification. Uh, you know, it starts out in the general with site work. Uh, and then there's elevations there's uh, building sections and then we're looking at uh how well it fits with the environment in which it's located uh, and rob just does super things out in Denver with mountains and how he sites his uh, homes <clears throat> and then there's the uh interactive uh aspect w- with your client how well you we, you have to indicate what your program is in a nutshell and and we look and see how well the a house uh, answers that program and satisfies it. Uh, uh, there's some aspects of environmental and uh, energy efficiency. Um, I think uh, we go through phases in architecture where we get really energy efficient and then we go and we do something else and we forget about that for a while and then we come back to it. And so there's these cycles in architecture that we see. and. We don't ever let go of that. We always are focused on energy efficiency. We think that's uh, very important.
2: I, I guess I guess one of the things I would say is that the, of those nine criteria, not all are addressed in every single project yeah, because yeah. You have everything from like a small re- renovation on a on a house to like a whole new house on a on a flat site. So they all have different criteria. Um, what I think is interesting is there's a pretty easy format to follow to submit, I and mean, there's specific sheets. Um, It's all digital. too. So you don't have to put together and spend a lot of money on presentation boards and mail it off to somebody. Um, It's all submitted online. And then the way we have done the judging process is we put together the committee before the judging starts. And everybody gets to look through the project and make their notes and comments on every individual project that's submitted. And then we literally get together virtually. And there are people all over the world that we talk on Skype. And we go through and we post up there every project and we have a group. It's it's a charrette from like college, if you will. Yeah. And we just sort of talk because, you know, a lot of architecture is subjective. And so we talk through some of those things and how they how well the project actually addressed the criteria that they were trying to address. And if there's one of the nine that we kind of have in the general thing, um, criteria of the of, of, that we look at that the project may not have addressed, and, and you know then that project didn 't have the opportunity to maybe tackle that and it 's not dinged on that let 's say as, 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 as a fault because it wasn 't part of the criteria but so so we there is a certain i guess you know gray area there where we kind of give it some latitude as we go through and evaluate each project
0: yeah um, well but the, the, the important thing is that it 's not a you know a pretty building competition
1: well. Because, in some respect, it is, um, because even if it solved everything, and, and by the way, all the jurors are award winners that have won the award in the past, and so you've got these highly qualified people looking yeah. at it who are also award winners, and aesthetics, that, that's the kind of thing that just goes without saying. Um, it has to look good. Yeah,
0: I and, think that's a prerequisite.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: But my, it, my point is that you're certifying architects and you're promoting architects as certified architects. And and if if, if the evaluation of being certified is 10 awards and that awards program is a bunch of pretty pictures, you know, and you get an award because it's a bunch of pretty pictures, then the certification isn't quite as valuable as what you just described, that it's this pretty rigorous evaluation process that you have to, you know, hit certain amount of criteria in order to be awarded this. Yes, it has right. to be beautiful. It has to add to the the beauty of our world as architecture, but it also has to do all these other things, which proves that you are a qualified architect worthy of certification. That's why I wanted to get into that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That we're, we, yeah there are criteria and we've had discussions about like, we'll see a project and we're like, what was your detail on that? Uh, on that? Cause that's complex. And, and, yeah. and like, you know, I think everybody that's in residential architecture can, Understand that details are important because these are places that people don't want to start deteriorating and falling apart or have undue maintenance issues and those type of yeah. things around their home. and And I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked. You certainly see developers that build stuff that, you know, have lifespans of like ten years.
1: You know, ten and
2: weeks. So, so yeah, ten weeks. You know? <laughs> and, and like because there are certain things they just sort of wiped out of the equation. And um, we go through that and we scrutinize those details pretty pretty rigorously, because I think everybody, at least that I've talked to in the ARCH organization where we have conversations, you know, they're 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 pretty uh, competent in, or at least focused on making sure that they get their details right and that these projects are built correctly. And then they're not cutting corners just to save a buck here and there. Um, and the reasons why you don't do that. Um So, so yeah, it's, it's, that was what made it interesting too. It's not just the thing of, there are other parts and if part of the submittal process is a narrative that you write about the project as a submitter. So you have the opportunity to sort of say, Hey, look, this was the reasons why this was this way. And, and this is the, the challenges that I was dealing with. And here's how I address those certain problems. And so there may be a criteria that we basically judge the project on that's not part of the general criteria it could have been brought up by that particular applicant and they have some unique project that it has a has a criteria that isn't really wasn't really thought of before we saw that project and we sort of evaluate how they addressed that one issue um, and uh, and that's taken into context of the rest of the, the criteria as well
0: so once an architect becomes a certified residential architect through arch um, how do you think that benefits the architect? How do they leverage that now? Because well, I mean, obviously, there's a reason to become certified, there's a reason to do it. Well, um, how you, do you what do you do with it once you have it?
1: If you want to promote your, your firm as being knowledgeable in what you do and you happen to be focused on residential architecture, this certainly can't hurt, uh, and it certainly could help. Uh, for you to say that, you know, I'm a certified residential architect, and there's not very many on the planet right now. Um, And uh, so being able to declare that from a legitimate organization like Arch, uh, that only has licensed members has, has got to underscore the ability of your firm to uh, conduct itself and create good architecture that not only looks good, but that doesn't leak and that doesn't fall down and that performs well for energy. So you have low monthly bills. And it is very durable, so you don't have to uh, spend much money to maintain it. Uh, it, And it does all those things. It recognizes the big views with nice big glass and uh, allows vehicles to circulate properly around the site to get in and out all the things that are horror stories in many people's homes. Uh, so, so one of the advantages ran, sorry to cut you. I just wanted to say is that I think it
2: having that third, third party sort of validation is just, and, and to be in full disclosure, I'm not a craft. I'm, I'm not certified residential architect yet as part of arch. I have, you will be next year. If I get a few more projects in there, I've, I haven't hit the 10 criteria yet. Um, but it's, it. it, it the way I envision it is an opportunity to sort of start that conversation and engage with a client because you kind of want them to ask, what does it mean that you're a certified residential architect? I want them to ask me that question
0: yeah. because
2: then it just is a, it's a platform for me to say, well, let me tell you why I've got this designation and for you to explain your process that you've got this body of work you've done and a history that shows that you can accomplish what they're looking for uh, rather than you're some architect that does you know, has done two or three residential houses in their career.
1: Let me let me let me let me make a, a distinction here. If, if you're a person that needs to get medical attention, let's say you've got a, a problem with your heart. Okay, are you going to go to a GP and have that heart operation, or are you going to seek out a cardiologist? I mean, okay. And what if you got a problem? You got a tumor in your brain. Okay. Once again. Are you gonna to go to your local medical doctor or are you gonna seek out a neurologist? I mean, I, I mean this seems so yeah. obvious to us that that well, okay, well then the architecture profession, which creates buildings with such dramatic needs of, of structural stability and durability, and uh that it has to function properly and, and, and elevate people's spirits and lives and and how it functions—that's the closest thing that they're going to be touching uh, every day. Uh, that it seems like a no-brainer to us. That yeah, I, I want—I want that guy or that gal that 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 is a specialist in the design of homes, just well, like I would seek out proper medical attention. Well,
2: and it's it's like that in a lot of other. I think that's a good point. Um, uh, it, like I have a lot of friends who are lawyers and there are divorce attorneys and collections attorneys and, you know, every single one. They're still all attorneys. And we're not trying to sort of say that we're separating all architecture. I have lots of friends who are in all genres of architecture and specialize in different sort of areas um, that I love going and grabbing lunch with and having cups of coffee and talking about what they're seeing in the profession because they're, they're dealing I have a friend that deals in sports venues and, and academic architecture and, and they deal with a lot of the same issues that, that we deal with, but they're but they but then they also deal with different things and residential architects deal with different things. So there's a way to sort of say, hey, look, we're still all architects, but we do deal with specialized problems that are specific to the area of practice that we've chosen to sort of work in. And um and 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 this is a way for us to sort of say, we've accumulated a body of work that shows that we're successful and we've created successful projects in this area. Um, and we're not trying to be more than that. Um, uh, but I think that would also give a client uh, a level of confidence that they're signing a contract with somebody. Um, you know, you could, there are a lot of people that don't primarily focus on residential architecture that can show you some beautiful homes on their website um and and so but that may not tell the whole story about how successful those projects were so this is an opportunity to show you know maybe a project that's very similar to like what you're potentially maybe getting for your next project and your client's going to say oh you had a project that you dealt with these issues right here in a house that's very similar to what we're asking you to do we have confidence you know let's 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 start working together
0: what I find interesting about the program the the certified residential architect program is that it, I think it, it becomes part of your workflow. Once you sort of have that as a goal, that in order to become a certified residential architect, you have to have 10 of these recognitions, right? And that's not easy to get. It's not easy to get one. So if you get, if you get 10 of them, it's clearly showing that you are a qualified competent architect and, and so as you're working and you're, you're developing these projects that you work on a daily basis, you're actually thinking about this should be a higher quality project. Not only because this is what we do as residential architects, right. and we're licensed and we do great work, but now I want that award. And so I'm gonna push it a little bit harder to get that award because I need 10 of them in order to become certified. And when I get certified, it's showing that's a significant accomplishment that I am certified. Like Rod said, he's not certified yet because he doesn't have 10 of them. But now he has this goal of getting 10 in order to become
1: a certified residential architect. You can do it in two years. Uh, you can. You oh, I you could submit, well, that's because you didn't submit five your first year. <laughs> oh, right, right. I thought, yeah, I thought we had a four, limit of four submittals a year. We did five. Okay. We, okay. <laughs> we purposely, and I think it was Amy Connor Murphy and I established that when we set up the ArchDes program, uh, so that it's five a year maximum you could submit so that in two years you could get the craft certifications. If,
0: if you win the award for all five submissions. If exactly. you want, if so potentially you, want you can do it in two years. That's yeah. right.
2: So, and that was also intentional as well uh, when we were thinking through like, because it is only like, isn't it $45 for a submittal fee or 49? I think it's uh, 49, 49. 49. Okay, so so in theory, if you, sub, you if you hit, were able to submit 10 projects in one year, that that 490 bucks is actually less than like what some other award uh, you know criteria would be. You know, Like there are other awards that cost more than 490 bucks. Somebody could do it in one year and we were thinking about it We'd like somebody to be in the organization for a couple of years to start to experience arch a little bit deeper than just, Hey, I'm going to drop 490 bucks, get this award, slap it on my website and be done Yeah. this way. You, you know, maybe every, we've had some members that have left, but most people, once they start to get into it and they've kind of engaged a little bit, they start to make connections and they start to see some deeper value there than just in and out and get the award and have
0: something to stick on your and website. And it also shows the consistency that you know, yes. if it's just one shot and you're in, you get your award and you're cert- certified, it actually shows that every year you're developing high quality architecture. Exactly. I think it's a great program. It sounds, it sounds like a great program. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the, uh, the future certified residential architect uh, mm-hmm. out there in the world, seeing it being promoted and, and-
2: Well, I think Rand's the first one because he started and he got those five and he's, he's got a longer track record. We do yep. allow you to submit for the last 12 years um, so, it's not like you have to submit for that year because, yeah. again, we're small firms. I might do two residential projects right. a year by myself. Um, you know that would take a you know the better part of a decade to get through the arts program if you were just doing you know one or two houses a year. Um, so so like we do allow you to go back into your last twelve years, which you feel, we felt were you know fairly still relevant to where you are in your practice. Um, and go back in and sort of you know dig up those old drawings and and rescan them and you know because a lot of those ones twelve years ago were still on you know. Vellum. Um, <laughs> uh, so,
0: vellum? What's vellum? Yeah.
2: Um, so so like get those and pull them back up and then it's, a, it's an easy, you know, I, like this year, a bunch of my submittals were literally dragging some PDFs into a PowerPoint and some JPEGs and, 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 and putting them down there. And, and then you put together as a, as a, a, you know, a multiple page PDF and, and, and we use you know, Dropbox or I, you know, I think this year we did, we use Google drive, you know, it's pretty simple and digital that we can, you know, it's easy to submit. Um, and, and then that way, you know, also, you know, going along with the sort of sustainability, you know, we're not wasting paper. We're not, um, you know, sending off huge presentations in the mail with phone core and all that kind of stuff. You're just, you know, and, and the award is digital now. Um, you know, we, we are talking about maybe in the future, having the, 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 3D model file done so you could download it if you won if you wanted to go to your local uh 3D printer shop and have the award actually printed for yourself but we don't we don't create glass and gold statues um that you get um it's a digital award that you can use on your website digitally and everything and um yeah we're, I, I thought that would be fun you could just download the digital 3D model and and yep. uh
0: have your well, it, it won't yeah. be long before it's all VR anyway. So yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just, can just put your goggles on. it <laughs> out. there it is.
1: <laughs> by, by the way, that there is a uh, there are web pages on the Arch website that show who the winners are that will remain there forever. When uh, is
0: when is the next submission Rand?
1: Uh, that would be 2019, uh, and and also the certified residential arch. There is now a certified residential architect page. On the arch website so that will also be there for
0: we him. will link to that page um w- w- when you uh when the next awards uh, um uh next program is announced let me know and we'll 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 uh, let the world know about
1: That'd be that might be great it, it is always active what we do as soon as the pre like when the 2018 one was was over we immediately so re-
0: you can they can submit any time as yep. soon as the one's over and then what, which, what type of, when, when during the year in 2019? So. Uh,
1: it's we usually uh, uh, just between like winter and spring August? about March or April. We make it a month after when taxes are due. Yeah. So you can.
0: <laughs> so, so late, late spring, late spring, 2019. Is
2: that when we did the last review? Yeah. It's kind that seems like yesterday. Um Yeah. Time flies.
0: So people could check everything out at the website. It's, it's, uh, it's ARCH Homes. So it's ARCH is the, is the organization. It's ARCHHomes.org is the website. We'll have that linked up on, our sh- on the show notes. This is episode 239. So entrearchitect.com slash episode 239. We'll get you everything. We'll, we'll link up everything that we talked about here today. Um, and, and I know that there are a lot of Arch members in the Entree Architect community. So there's a lot of people listening right now who are already members, because when you go to the site, you see a bunch of names and I know those names from my, from our community. So I know there's a lot of overlap. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with, with Arch, go check it out. I, I think you would be very interested in what you're doing. If you're residential, uh, residentially focused and that's what you do, you should be a member of this organization. So go check it out. It's archhomes.org. Uh, Rand, Rod, before we wrap up here, I want you to answer the question that I ask everybody here on the show. What's one small thing, or actually one, any size thing, what is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Rand, do you want to start?
1: Become an award-winning architect. (laughs) If you think that's impossible, it is not. Most of the submittals actually do become award winners at Arch because the people that are submitting them are highly skilled people like yourselves. And you know what's good and what's not. And so yes, usually when award, award is made for almost all the entries uh, because they're of superior quality. So if you think it's impossible, it's not. If you'd like to start an award-winning practice and you don't have one now, you need to participate in the ARCH DES program and that will lead to, what's the purpose of getting all these awards? Okay. Well, now you have a goal to become a certified uh, residential architect. Exactly
0: right, and it's an international organization, so it's an international award program. It is. So then you can say you're an internationally awarded award-winning architecture firm.
2: Yes, we have some guys in Australia. There's a guy in North Africa now that designs. That's an architect license there, which is unbelievably the, the. interesting. And now I'm Facebook friends with him. And so I see stuff that you know, he's doing in like completely different environments and cultures and dealing with a whole different list of social issues um, with, with stuff. And so that's but been... all,
0: all the same problems, though. Yeah. yeah, well, we
2: yeah I mean, they, they, you know, I think I'd say the there's some social issues over there. In justice oh, they
0: definitely have some other yeah. bigger yeah. problems yeah. than we do. But in terms of architecture, one of the things that fascinates me about launching Entree Architect and building this community is how similar we all are. It doesn't matter where we live, whether we're in Nairobi or we're in Colorado, we are architects and we're, we're all running into the same issues. We're all struggling with the same things. Um, And some of us more than others, but we're all architects. We're all doing, we all have the same passion. We all have the same love for this profession. Um, And so it's, it's great to see that. So, Rod, what's your answer to that? Oh, that
2: was the perfect segue because that—that that is the passion. Find something that you're passionate in this industry about doing. And, you know, that's why I nestled into the residential side of this thing because I'm passionate about it. And that makes everything else, including the business side of my business that you deal with, Mark, um, that much easier. Um, I, g- going through, you know, my whole career, went down different paths that, Oftentimes when I found I was struggling most in my career, like when we were struggling with the business and cash flows and revenues, when you really had the time to sit back and look at it, it was because projects I wasn't really passionate about. I took them on for other reasons. I took them on because it was like, oh, we need to meet cash flow or we need to meet payroll. And and, and then you had this project that you just weren't inspired by. And um, so I'd say, think about your projects as you take them one at a time. And am I really in invested in this? And this is just something I really want to be doing whatever genre it is. And, um, that makes everything else fall into place. It's, it really does. It makes everything else worthwhile. Um, all the hard work that you put in, in the other areas. So that was it. Find your, find your niche and your passion and just go with it. I mean, that that's, that's what I've been doing lately. And it's, it's been a lot of fun.
0: All right. Rand Solner, Rod Kaczynski, Thank you very much for joining us here today. Thank you for your dedication to the profession. And thank you for uh, sharing your knowledge here at Entree Architect Podcast.
2: Thank you, Mark.
0: Thank you. Hey, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend. This is EntreeArchitect.com slash episode 239. That's episode 239. That's the link to share. Please do that. I would appreciate it. That's the way we're getting our message out to the world. That's how this podcast is growing exponentially week after week. It's not because of me or anything I'm doing. It's because of you and that you're sharing this link every week. So please just share it to one person right now. Share entrearchitect.com slash episode 239. I would appreciate it. Hey, and register for my free webinar scheduled for Tuesday, October 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. How to Earn 20% Profit and Transform Your Business as a Small Firm Entrepreneur Architect. This is all new content. We are developing a new profit course, and this webinar is based on the new content coming soon. So register today. I'm going to walk you through step-by-step how to develop a powerful profit plan that will transform your firm from a struggling studio to a thriving creative powerhouse this is all new. So come hang out with me. It's free. Register now at entreearchitectcom freewebinar free webinar. It'll be a good time and I'm going to show you some powerful information that we've never shared before. So come hang out with me. Register now at entrearchitect.com freewebinar free webinar. My name is Mark Arlapage and I am an entrepreneur architect and I encourage you to go build a better business. It's so important. Go build a better business so you can be a better architect. Love, learn, and share what you know. Thanks for listening and have a great week.